my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lambda, Holy Chalupas, <laughs> an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Wow, we are literally down to the wire with the final series of episodes of the Full House, Fuller House podcast. And I'm talking about the Full House portion of the podcast. I am in my final series. The not-so-great of season eight, IMO meaning in my opinion. I just never really cared for these episodes. Even after the first time I watched them, they were not on my repeat watch list. Of course, the episode I covered last week was DJ's Choice, Snoresville. Um, it was not good. Goodbye, Viper. We will see Nelson again. He and DJ are just friends, although she chose herself. This week, we are focusing on Jesse in Air Jesse. This aired February 7th, 1995, the week before Valentine's Day. After being recruited by DJ, this girl, I swear, from junior high to high school, she is like hooking up charity, creating charity events for school, organizing, just all this stuff. <clears throat> Which really is not that different from who she is. She's a planner, a doer, a go-getter in Fuller House as well. Anyway, she um, after being recruited by DJ to play in a charity basketball game, Jesse gets tips from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This is where we see Comet played by the dog from Airbud. I want to 110% clarify this. The dog was in one scene. The dog did not play Comet for, from seasons four through eight. The dog played in this one scene to do this trick that he also will do in the Airbud movies, one through however many there are. I would love to cover the Airbud movies, and when I say cover them, I mean the first three. I will not even attempt to acknowledge four through seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever, however many, if you count those Air Buddy films. No, thank you. Okay, so this episode's got 7.0 out of 10, based on 232 ratings. This episode was directed by, whoopsie, I just hit a button, hold on a second. <laughs> there we go. Directed by Joel Zwick. Writers Jeff Franklin, of course, the creator, and Lori Perez, P-A-R-R-E-S. All right, guest starring, of course, you already know, we have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as himself. We have Bridget Cameron, who has one scene during the game to take a picture of Becky, who's on Wake Up San Francisco. Apparently this woman, I don't even think she works for a newspaper. I think she's just a fan of Becky and just adding a picture to his, her scrapbook. We have Buddy playing Comet. 
Um, wow, this dog lived to be 10. Okay. So, three years after this episode, this poor pup. Let's see how. Wow. Oh my, this pup has been in movies. Fluke. He's uncredited in that movie. That's from 1995, so it's the same year this episode. Really? Because I'm sure they use a lot of dogs in the movie Fluke. If you're not aware of the movie Fluke, uh, basically in a nutshell, after a man passes away from a car crash, he is reincarnated as a dog and attempts to reconnect with his family. This is an adorable movie that I... 110% <laughs> I say this all the time I want to cover on the podcast it is so good the soundtrack the scores what I'm referring to is phenomenal you go on YouTube you listen to it it's gorgeous it's just hauntingly beautiful it's so good so anyway we got him just it looks like mainly he's in just the first one because again he did sadly pass away in 90 um because yeah his credits are comet as it says as buddy the wonder dog and then we also have fluke uncredited we have buddy slash airbud in the airbud movie and then we also have in memory of the original, so they did have a different dog playing in the sequel, Golden Receiver. Which, I'm trying to see if the dog in that movie gets the credit. Uh, gosh, I am... you. Wow, we got a lot of buddies in the sequel. Uh, Rush, Chase, Zach, Chance. But, you know, whenever there's movies with animals, you have, like... Yeah, you probably have at least maybe six different animals playing the role. Because, again, animals get tired just like kids. That's why they use twins when it comes to TV shows. Because you are only allotted so many hours with, with you know, the child labor laws and everything like that. So, let's see here. Ooh. Trying to see if there's any trip. Here we go. Okay. That's something I was just talking about, right? The dog that shoots the basket in this episode is the same one who later plays Airbud in the 1997 movie. Okay, so Bridget Cameron, who's Candace Cameron Bure's sister, guest stars as the photographer. Interesting. You know, I did not know that. That is pretty cool. Bridget Cameron. I will keep an eye for that. Uh, let's see. Episodes promo commercial with Kareem shown. Too funny to fail the... I don't know what that is. Alright. Oh, goofs. Crew or equipment visible when Jesse tells the family to leave the court and let him try and figure everything out himself. When he's supposedly alone shooting around, he shoots an air ball and a hand appears quickly. Catches and throws the basketball back to him. I will keep an eye on that. I definitely will. Character error. Jesse mentions that he has always hated sports. But in seasons one, season one, he is interested in football, basketball, and is DJ's soccer coach in season two. 
Yeah, but Cousin Steve, he's playing basketball. He's playing touch football. He's playing in the hockey charity game. He's narrating Joey's hockey charity game also in season six. So if this guy didn't like sports, I mean, we know he don't like football because there's a Super Bowl episode in season eight. He's like, oh my gosh, we can fast forward through the game so that way we can just watch the Super Bowl commercials or something like that. Like, all the boring stuff. <laughs> Continuity. When the guys are shooting the basketball, the ball is a normal basketball, but when Danny tells Jesse that Calvin could shoot better than he can, the ball is switched to a different type of ball. You can tell it's different because it's a shiny ball. After Comet shoots the basket, the ball goes back to a normal basketball. I will be watching for that as well. Revealing mistakes. When Comet makes the basket, it is obvious he is not played by the same dog as usual, as the hair on his face is noticeably dark. Well, not to mention his face is more... The dog has a slimmer build, and the face just looks more long, basically, is what I'm trying to say. I mean, we already know you can, there's no way on this green earth, green and blue earth, that you can convince me that the dog who plays Comet in Season 8 was also Comet in Seasons 4 through 7. Because they I have put that on the... Facebook podcast page of the two dogs, they are very noticeably different. Comet 4 through 7 has a little bit of pink in his nose. It usually happens with, with dogs at some point. Whereas, and not to mention, he's more of a honey color. Whereas it seems like Comet in Season 8 is more of a, he's got kind of a, like a, broader a little bit and it's just more like his face is he's got more of a shorter nose to himself and his his nose is pitch black so and also he's more of a, it's a light like cream honey mix so anyway enough talking about the dogs <laughs> uh so that's the episode i'm going to be focusing on today and if you've been listening for a while, you already know that, yes, as of this month in December, even though I am recording this in early September, we are wrapping up the Full House portion of the podcast. We got one more episode after this and then the one hour long series finale to cover and then it's on to Fuller House, seasons one through five, all the episodes I didn't get to since 2019. So, of course, again, I say, I want to say welcome to the Tanner Newbies, a.k.a. new podcast listeners that have just jumped aboard the Tanner Train, a.k.a. the podcast. want to let you know where you can email the podcast, where you can find the podcast on social media, where you can go and leave a review, all that fun stuff. So, first up, email. You want to email and get your voice heard on the podcast? Let me know your favorite characters, episodes, all that fun stuff, what Full House means to you. Just send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com, or you can even message the podcast on the Facebook podcast page. Just search Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupa podcast page will pop up. You can follow it, see what episode, series of episodes I've covered over the last 
four years. Uh, yeah, because basically that's how I wanted to do it. I wanted to do a series of episodes. I didn't want to go in order of air date or episode by episode, season by season. I wanted to have some fun with it. So that's what I've been doing this whole time. Also, if you would like to give praise to the podcast, you can leave a review. On iTunes, I have a podcast. Just go there. Find the podcast to search Full House, Fuller House. So all my Atlanta Holy Tulipus podcast will pop up. You can scroll down to where it says leave a review. You can leave a review. You can use emojis. You can hit me up with a trivia question. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Now that we're heading into the Christmas season, if you even wanted to use Christmas emojis... You could do that, too. (laughs) Or being that, well, by the time this goes up, it will pretty much be, will be in uh, prime holiday season, so. And also a couple other things, if you don't know about this podcast, is this is an ears of all ages podcast, which means anybody of any age can listen to it. You can listen to it in the car, picking up your kids from school. You can listen on your AirPods while you're getting groceries. You listen to it on a speaker while you're making dinner, folding laundry. At this point, probably wrapping Christmas gifts. All that fun stuff. So, yeah, just take the podcast along with you. And a lot of the... I'm sorry. I am literally all over the place today. (laughs) So... Yeah. One of the main reasons y'all know I created this podcast is because I love the show. Both shows. I grew up with Full House, and I absolutely adore Fuller House. I think it's just so fun and cute and sweet. I just, uh, so great to see the continuation of the characters. And yes, sadly, it's been over a year and a half now since we did lose America's favorite TV dad, Bob Saget, who played Danny Tanner. But... Also, I didn't just create this podcast for myself. As you know, there probably know, there are many Full House podcasts out there. Not all of them are going to be an Ears of All Ages podcast. Some are going to be explicit. Some are going to be clean, and you can listen to them with your kids around. I mean, I just, I wanted to be a podcast, an alternative to those that have grown up with the show, like myself, and y'all are introducing your kids to the show. I wanted to be that safe space where you could come with your kids and just listen to the episodes and just my my feelings and thoughts and just reminiscing and remembering and just having a grand old time going through the episodes again. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into Air Jesse. But first, we get that adorable, fun, cold open, which is usually probably at least maybe 45 seconds to 30 seconds. Sometimes it could even be drawn out to a minute of extra, an extra nugget of footage that we are privy to. So let's see what they got for us today. All right, so it looks like this cold open is going to follow pretty much right into the side plot here. As we are in the kitchen, we got Becky folding laundry. Steph comes in and says, oh, hey, look, I finished my project for sewing class, which sounds basically like home ec. So she designed it herself. She pulls it out. It is a... 
lavender colored shirt with a bubblegum pink collar. And there's just, like, she literally grabbed a whole box of assorted, assorted buttons and just... They don't even look like they were sewn on. They look like they had, like, pins sticking them into. Because there's two sets going straight across. There's one going down the side. There's one going down one of the arms. It's really gaudy. And here's what I gotta say. I get it. It's your first time making something. But I'm like, sweetie, if you would not even wear that, why would you expect someone else to? I mean, of course, you know, Becky's reaction is just, she's gonna be polite. Like, oh, that's really nice. I like it. You did a good job on that. And she gives it to Becky. So was she sewing that with Becky's measurements in mind so that we... Because she doesn't offer it to Michelle. She doesn't offer it to DJ. I don't think that would fit Becky. But Becky, again, being polite, says, yeah, well, thank you so much for this. I really... I think that's great. Yeah. Stephanie holds it up and says, how does it look? And Michelle's honest. She says... Well, like you designed it yourself. And Stephanie's like, wow, don't hold back, Michelle. And Michelle says, yeah, and, and Becky kind of turns her head and looks at Michelle like, Michelle, please. Because Michelle's sitting at the table helping Becky sort Nikki and Alex's laundry because they're twins. They go through a lot of clothes. And she says, oh, okay. <laughs> Michelle says, okay, it's ugly, too. And Becky Tries to make Stephanie feel better like Steph. I think that your blouse is beautiful. She does not at this point think that Stephanie's going to gift that blouse to her. And Stephanie says, oh, wow, you do? And Michelle's like, you do? Michelle does not know subtle, subtlety at all. She's about, Becky is like around ready to say, Michelle, you can leave the room if you're not going to say anything nice. And... Yeah, she's like, oh, absolutely. And Stephanie tells her, well, I'm glad that someone around here has taste. Like, mm, I don't know about taste, necessarily. They're just being, you, you be, she's being polite, basically. It's like, you don't want to hear what she actually thinks about it. I mean, it is very gaudy. I feel like, no, Stephanie, that, thank you for that. But honestly, you made it. I think you should keep it and wear it. And then if Stephanie's like, oh, no, I couldn't. I'd be like, well, honey, if you don't even want to wear it, why would you expect someone else to? Oh, she doesn't offer. Okay, she doesn't offer it to her yet. Okay, got it. And as soon as Stephanie's gone, Michelle says, Aunt Becky, you actually thought that blouse was beautiful? And Becky says, well, I mean, no, but I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I mean, you didn't have to say beautiful. You say, oh, it looks real nice. You don't have to, like, sh you don't like to have have to, like, pour it on the the niceties. I mean, you say it looks nice. You know, I'm kind of like, that's the best blouse that I've ever seen. It's not. <laughs> and Michelle's like, oh, so you lied then. And Becky says, well, no. 
And this is where Becky says, why well, I, I bent the truth. Hence the white lie. Like, it's something that sometimes, again, you're sparing someone's feelings. So you just like, oh, yeah, that looks real good. I, I like it. You did a great job. She has, you know, I exaggerated a bit. I put a pleasant spin on things, you know. And Michelle's like, yeah, you lied. Call it whatever you want. At the end of the day, it's still a lie. And Becky is just like, as she gathers the clothes up, just like, yeah, kind of did. We're in the kitchen, and Jesse is getting the hamburger buns ready, and the boys are helping him. And the one in blue asks, why do they call him Sloppy Joe's daddy? And <laughs> Jesse's like, well, you just keep your eye on Uncle Joey at dinner. Okay, so he does refer to Joey as Uncle Joey to the boys. So, yeah, I guess that's what's for dinner is Sloppy Joe's, which... I mean, Manwich is basically Sloppy Joe incarnate. That's exactly what that's used for. So, Kimmy and Deej come in, and DJ's like, oh my gosh, guys, guess who we got to referee our school fundraiser basketball game? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Not Michael Jordan, not Dennis Rodman, because those are the only two names that I can think of. Larry Bird, there's another one. He was probably retired by then. They're all like, oh my gosh, no way! Really? Don't ask me what team he played on because I have no idea. See, I don't follow sports. I never really have. The only hockey game, the only hockey games I ever went to was the junior hockey league for kids that are like 17, 18, and 19 that are eventually going to be drafted into the. NFL at some point, or NFL, the NHL at some point, and I only went after that first game because I got hooked on those cream cheese stuffed pretzels. At some point, uh, a couple years down the road, they stopped selling them, and I'm like, well, I guess we don't need to come back anymore. I'm sorry, <laughs> but without that cream cheese stuffed pretzel, <laughs> and on top of the fact that on occasion they what, they lost more than they won? I'm usually like, uh, okay. And Jesse right away proves he doesn't know anything about basketball. Because he's like, oh, bro, good, you got all three of them. That's nice. I mean, no, Kareem, Abdul, and Jabbar are not three different people. They're one person. Danny? And Danny's like, oh, my gosh. But Joey's just like, seriously, Jesse? How do you not know? 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This episode was produced by Bonnie Bogard. I don't know why I thought it said Beauregard, but Bogard Mayer. And Danny suggests you don't know much about sports, do you? And Danny says, and it just so happens that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Joey jumps in with, and that's one person. So they're basically schooling him on basketball. One of the great, one of, guys, one of. Not the, but one of the greatest basketball players ever. And since DJ, don't give Kimmy any credit. That was all you, did. You thought of that idea. Kimmy and DJ get to coach the celebrity teams. Girl, what do you know about basketball? You played soccer and did karate and rode horses. Your boyfriend was a wrestler. You know they should be asking? Wait, that was basketball that Stephanie played. And Michelle played soccer. Never mind. No one in this family other than that season one episode would call up Cousin Steve, ask him about basketball. Although... He was going to Stanford on a, bas a baseball scholarship. Whatever happened to that? So he can get into Stanford, but she can't get, DJ can't get into Stanford. Wow. And Kimmy says, yeah, I'm coaching the Happy News team from Channel 43. And Kimmy says, and we're going to kill your team, DJ. And DJ says, I don't even have a team yet. Like, slow your old girl. And Kimmy says, oh, this will be easier than I thought. And then she says to Nikki and Alex, who don't even respond to her, see you, squirts. So, yeah, DJ butters up the guys because she's like, look, the game's three on three. All I need are three local media personalities. Well, I'm surprised she didn't say Danny, Becky, and Joey. But DJ says, say a couple of DJs and a talk show host, maybe? Um, I gotta say, I actually like the part of DJ's hair I like. She's got, like, by the sides of her her forehead, she's got, like, two, like, a braid on each side. And I think, oh, that's kind of creative. I don't think I've ever seen that on her. And Danny and Joey, they're like, hey, I'm in. Me too. And Jesse says, I'm out of here. And I'd be like, he's acting like when he reveals that he didn't graduate high school when she's trying to find a role model spokesperson sponsor for stay in school campaign yeah danny's like just seriously basketball is the national pastime tell it was baseball okay not everything can be a national pastime is it baseball basketball or football because I don't, I've never heard anyone refer to soccer as an American national, or a, excuse me, a national pastime. Well, if, that, if basketball's a national pastime, well, then what does that make baseball and football? Danny corrects himself. That's baseball. I thought it was baseball. And Danny's like, no, it's the sport of king. No, that's horse racing. It is? That's the same for horse racing? America shops. Is that the Mall of America? No, that's Sears. What's up with Jesse? He's got like a five o'clock shadow thing going on. It's like he's like growing up, starting to grow a goatee or like a, a no, not a goatee, like a, a beard or something. It's just he's got like five o'clock shadow thing going on. And luckily, thank goodness for all of us, DJ jumps in with, okay, let's try a new road. Uncle Jesse, you'd be doing it for a good cause remember that publicity for your radio show 
And your band's going nowhere, so you can't get any publicity there. But you are a DJ, so there's that. Joey, that's nasty. He's like, hey, yeah, when you think about it, Jess, it is a great way to get all sweaty. Who wants to get sweaty? It's gross and stinky. I think if anybody would want to, like, that's the thing you go around avoiding in life if you can. All sweaty before your Saturday night bath. Joey, we don't need any more details into your personal life, man. TMI, TMI, TMI. Too much info. You could do the same thing outside mowing the lawn. I mean, pretty much. In, like, the hot Texas sun. No, the grass would probably be dead. Ugh. Guys, I tell ya. Three months of triple digits, I'm over it. And we're in, like, the first full week of September, and we still have triple digits going on. Get it out of here. Please. And Jesse said, look, guys, forget it, okay? Sports intimidate me. I've never been good. Guys, I have never been good at sports. Just not at all. I mean, I tried t-ball. Was not good. I signed up for seventh grade basketball, got teased during the first practice, and I quit. Don't follow that example, everybody. Okay. That was the one thing, the last conversation I ever had with my dad was, because there was a basketball game, and it was right around February of 2019, where there was all this talk about a, a basketball player that, like, when he went to make a jump shot, his shoe exploded. Well, my dad had brought up basketball, like, remember you played basketball? At first I thought he was talking to Jeremy. I'm like, Jeremy never played basketball. He's like, no, I'm talking to you, about you. I'm like... I, I couldn't even believe he remembered that. It was like for a day. I even went through the whole thing with getting my own basketball. And I paid like $5 or whatever it was. Maybe it was a little more than that. For a physical f to be able to play. And I'm just like, I wasn't fast enough. The other girls were teasing me like, hey, pick up the pace. You're slowing us down. And I'm just like, I'm not doing this. Like, that was the last practice I ever, I, I, <laughs> if I had a state, I would have gotten cut anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, he says, I've never been good at sports. I remember the names they used to call me as a kid, Fumble Fingers, Captain Klutz. And Danny said, yeah, kids can be so cruel. And Jess says, those were my parents saying that to me. I don't think Irene would say that. Nick, on the other hand, I wouldn't have put that past him, because we've seen how aggressive Nick can get. In season two, when Jesse wants to drop the exterminator business and pursue music or advertising full time, basically kicked him out of the family. But Jesse said, This is his policy. This is what he lives and breathes by. My policy has always been just say no to sports. You can't do it. And I'd be like, Well, I mean, we know what happens when Nikki and Alex down the road in Fuller House. Uh, but, um,. What if one of them wanted to, like, they'd probably follow in the tradition of the girls where they would be into soccer or something. Because Michelle's into soccer. So, I like how the twin in blue says, you can do anything. And they're like, well, there's a vote of confidence. Yeah, your sons look up to you. You saying, I can't do it, I can't do it. 
what if that makes him feel like, well, if Dad can't do play sports, then I guess I'm not going to be good at it either because he says he's not good at it. Yeah, and DJ's like, well, there's one vote of confidence. And, you know, Danny and Joey, hey, look, come on, we'll help you out, man. We'll, we'll take you to the park. You will get in some intensive training. Oh, my daddy, please, please do it. We want to see you shoot a basket. Jesse says, all right, all right. I'll, what the hey, I'll, I'll do it for the boys. Like, there you go. Yes, he will not be Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill. We can't all be Nathan Scott. They're both like, cool, double cool. Yeah, he's like, all right, yeah, this Saturday I'll strap on a helmet. I'll meet you right out there on that basketball field. They'll be like, um, it's actually a court, a basketball court. Yeah, it's actually an old, the old basketball court. And Danny says, you know, I think he's actually going to need that helmet. Well, you know what? Yep, probably is a good idea. You probably should have that. Why did Coach love me, Joe, You just keep your eye on Uncle Joey at dinner. Guess who we got to referee our school fundraiser basketball game? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No way! Wow, good, you got all three of them, that's nice. <laughs> Jess, you, you don't know much about sports, do you? It just so happens that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar... And that's one person. Yeah, he, he's one of the greatest basketball players ever. Yeah, and since we thought of this, Kimmy and I get to coach the celebrity teams. Yeah, I'm coaching the Happy News team from Channel 43. And we're gonna kill your team. I don't even have a team yet. Hmm, this is going to be easier than I thought. <laughs> See you, squirts. And uh, since the game is three on three, all I need are three local media personalities. Say, uh, a couple of DJs and a talk show host? I'm in. I'm in. I'm out of here. Yes. Uh, basketball is a national pastime. No, that's baseball. Uh, it's, it's a sport of kings. No, that's horse racing. Or America shops? Sears. Let's try a new road. Uncle Jesse, you'd be doing it for a good cause. Yeah, when you think of it, Jess, it is a great way to get all sweaty before your Saturday night bath. <laughs> Guys, just forget it, all right? Sports, sports intimidate me. I've never been good at sports. I remember the names you used to call me as a kid. Uh, uh, Fumble Fingers, Captain Klutz. Our kids can be so cruel. Those were my parents. <laughs> No, 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 no. My policy's always been just say no to sports, okay? I can't do it. I just, I, I just, I just can't do it. You can do anything. Well, there's one vote of confidence. Come on, Jess, we'll help you out. We take you to the park on Saturday and get in some intensive training. Do please. All right. What the heck? I'll do it for the boys. This Saturday, I'll uh, strap on a helmet. I'll meet you right out there on that basketball field. Uh, Jess, it's the old basketball court. I think he's actually going to need that helmet. So, we're in the living room now with Becky. We had a lot of Becky and Michelle scenes here this episode. Looks like Becky is... I'm guessing reading a script or something. Or, no, it looks like a note. She's taking notes. Maybe for the Wake Up San Francisco show. Michelle asks, Aunt Becky, I have a question. What do you call a boy ladybug? And Becky looks at her and says, 
confused. Okay, I gotta find out what a boy ladybug is. There's gotta be, yeah, we'll find out. Okay, so apparently according to the internet, male ladybugs are called ladybugs too. The name encompasses both the male and the female species of the ladybugs. It's very difficult to determine the gender of a ladybug without a microscope. Some possible names for male ladybugs are Red, Felix, and Beak. Um, okay. Let's see here. You might be wondering how you can tell your ladybugs apart when they've emerged from their pupil stage. It is almost impossible. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, I don't get it. Oh! What do ladybug babies look like? Ladybug babies are the larvae. They look like little black and orange alligators with small spikes. Oh, cute. That's great. <laughs> this joke, honestly, here falls very flat. All right, here comes Stephanie wearing red and blue plaid shorts. No, I'm sorry, it's a skirt. And she has a surprise for Becky. She's giving her the blouse. No! Why? No! Please, no. She never said she loved it. She just said it was beautiful. Nowhere did the word love ever cross her lips in regards to that blouse. I would have been like, you know what, sweetie? Yeah, thank you for... But keep it, keep it, give it to your daughter one day. She'll, you know, like, hey, Danielle, this is what I made in sewing class. And then Daniel will probably, um, wow, mom, thanks. <laughs> That's something, I mean, honestly, if she were, like, making something that she herself was going to wear, I think she would have, like, done something different. I mean, is that what she was supposed to make? A blouse? You know, upon closer inspection, I don't think those are all buttons. I think they're like little red, like, puff balls and like little, like, jingleish bell things. Just all these odds and ends that you get out of a, um, a junk drawer in a sewing kit or something. Are, like, a line of like button um miscellaneous going down each side of each sleeve and straight across it's just it's not why well, did she just want to start with like a couple and then she got a little out of hand and just kept grabbing more handfuls like more more i need more like miscellaneous stuff from the sewing junk drawer to just sew on here or pin on. At one point the teacher like, Steph, Stephanie, Miss Tanner, that is enough. You've taken way more than your share. Other people would like a chance to be able to use stuff from the sewing drunk, junk drawer, but you've taken everything. I'm giving you an F. <laughs> wow, Becky is, wow, she could be real fake cheerful. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. <laughs> Her smile says, thanks. Her eyes are like, oh, boy. Oh, she's not wearing that out in public. She, yeah, Stephanie's like, hey, guess what? You can wear it to the celebrity basketball game. I'm like, I'm not wearing that outside of the house. In fact, I'm just going to take it 
stuff it <laughs> in a saleable bag and shove it under my bed <laughs> or in the back of the closet <laughs> where it will be unearthed when Jesse and I eventually buy a house. What? <laughs> she just, what? Oh, great. <laughs> like, that is the last thing she wants to do. Becky says, I'll definitely stand out in the crowd. Well, she's lucky that, like, she didn't use brighter colors. Like, oh, let's go for bright orange and a yellow collar. You would definitely stand out. <laughs> Michelle says, You'd stand out in the circus. Becky, I have a question. What do you call a boy ladybug? Confused. Hey, Aunt Becky. I have a surprise for you. Did you love the blast I made at school so much? I'm giving it to you. Thanks, Steph. You can wear it to the celebrity basketball game. Okay, so we're on the basketball court. We got Nikki and Alex there, and we got a Fisher Price stand up, it's about four feet tall, basketball hoop. And Jesse just goes over and plops the Nerf basketball into the hoop, like just drops it in. I'm like, okay, well, that's good practice, but that's also cheating. Okay, guys, no, don't don't clap for that. Don't clap. He just walked over and put the ball and like dropped it into it. That is does not deserve an applause or a woohoo. He says the ba this basketball thing's a piece of cake. I'm like, uh, no, Jess, that's your basket over there. Yeah, and the twin in red says, Daddy, this is our black basket. Yeah, and the other the twin the twin in like. Charlotte Hornets colors with the uh, the purple and the teal. It's like, that's your basket. That one's yours. He is so intimidated. Like, he intimidated. Like, he's about to face off with a giant. And he's like, oh, way up there? Here comes Danny and Joey. Joey's dressed in shorts, a tank top over a white t-shirt, Danny's rocking some sweatpants and a white t-shirt. And here's Airbud, the dog, who's going to do a trick. Uh, yeah, speaking of Jesse's outfit, um, it's very not great because, one, he's wearing a leather jacket. Totally going to restrict your arm movements. And he's wearing jeans, which, again, you'd be better off wearing either, like, there's a reason they call them basketball shorts. Or, like, sweatpants, because this has got to be fall. So, oh, Danny's also supporting Nike, because he's got the Nike swish on his shirt. He's like, oh, yeah, Jess, what are you trying out for the Harley Globetrotters? Not the Harley. He's got his wristband. <laughs> Adorable. Jesse's also wearing the wrong type of shoes as well. Definitely you want to wear tennis shoes, just because... You want to be able to move quickly. That's the thing about that. You got to be you got to be on the move, whether you're defending someone, defending the basket, or you're trying to keep someone from, or you're trying to score, or keeping someone from scoring. You got to be able to move. You're not going to move in shoes like that, or should I say, like biker boots? All right. So Joey and Danny are going to work on passing. 
Isn't that like the second thing you do? Maybe you should just work on trying to make a basket and then focus on passing. So they have Jesse stand underneath the basket and then Danny passes the ball. Of course, it's like he's not expecting it and doesn't know what it means to pass the ball because hits him right in the chest. Danny's like, Jess, you're supposed to use your hands to catch it. I mean, if somebody was throwing a basket or a baseball at you, you'd have a glove on your hand. You wouldn't just stand there and like, okay, pass the ball to me. And Jesse's like, oh, I will. And it's like, dude, you need to focus and lose your anger. It's not Danny's fault that you don't know anything about basketball. What happened between season one and season eight? And he's even watched basketball games. So why does it, is it just, this episode makes no sense. Poor Joey's got to play the referee. Like, time out. You're both at fault. Well, not the ma- Wait a minute, there's also pale Joey. When Joey and Danny were playing basketball together and Jesse comes in and sees them playing basketball for a split second. And Joey says, Jess, you should have caught it. And Danny, you should know that he can't catch. So Danny's like, alright, look, I'm I'm sorry. Let's start with a simple layup drink. Honestly, that should have been the first thing. And I'd be like why don't you demonstrate how it's done so that way, or even he and Joey, since, again, Jesse has no, it's like he's never seen a basketball game in his life. He's, he's being introduced to basketball for the first time ever in his life, which I find to be just absolutely ridiculous. So, Jesse's got two questions. A, what's a simple layup? And two, does the drilling part hurt? They have taken the character of Jesse and just literally melted away any of Jesse from previous seasons. This is just, this is laughable. I'm sorry to be complaining about it, but see, this is why I don't watch this episode. And Danny looks over his shoulder at Je uh, Joey just like rolling his eyes to the heavens. Like, Jess, okay, here. The layup is the most basic shot in basketball. This is how you work your way to making a basket. Oh, so he's basically always adding, he's like, um, you kind of work your way down the lane, and if you're on the left, you push off with your right foot, and vice versa. If you're on the right, you push off with your left. Just show him how it's done. You telling him is not going to help him. And then he's like, and you shoot the ball directly at the backboard at the correct angle to bank it through. Bank it through the hoop. That, my friend, is a simple way. How about demonstrating? Just telling him in words how to do it isn't helping him. And then Jesse asks, what's a really simple layup? So Joey's like, just watch and learn. Danny, give me the ball. See, you could have skipped all that mumbo jumbo and you could have just given him a physical, visual example of how to shoot a basket. So, yeah, he basically shows him a simple layup. Dribble, 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 which is bouncing the ball, and then you come along the side of it, and you toss it in, and it goes in. And applause, and woo, yeah! And Jesse's like, all right, doesn't look so tough, I can do that. I would be like, 
take the jacket off. You'll be able to move your arms a lot better if you take that heavy leather jacket off. Oh, he dribbles and he goes to shoot, ends up hitting just below the basket, the backboard, which probably hits him in the head, causing him to hit the basketball pole, which luckily for him is got a foam mat cover on it so that way it prevents injury. And Jesse turns and says, I told you I needed that helmet. Both Joey and Danny kind of look at each other like, ugh, maybe. What? And Jesse gets offended, like, what's with that look? And they're like, what, what look? And Joey asks, what look? And Jesse says, the, that he bites look. I'm like, well, could have saved the look for later, sure, but. And Joey's like, you know, you should spend more time looking at the basket and, you know, less time looking at our looks. <laughs> And Jesse's like, well, maybe I should spend more time looking for new teachers. I'm like, they, anyone else is going to basically at some point get frustrated with you. <laughs> Jesse, I'm sorry. I but I think the fact that Danny and Joey have known Jesse for so long that they're ribbing, they're looking, oh, he sucks, kind of thing, is not helping Jesse. And Danny's like, well, I'm sure the teachers are doing a good job considering the student. Considering the student they're working with. And Jesse's like, oh, yeah, right, you guys couldn't teach Comet to bark. And Joey says, I'll bet we could teach Comet how to play basketball a lot better than you. Oh, okay. Jesse's like, oh, yeah, right. All right, Joey, give me the ball. Let's uh, show uh, Jess how it's done. Yes, it definitely is a shinier ball. So he's like, all right, Comet, stay, sit. Okay, Comet, listen, this isn't as hard as Jesse makes it look, okay? Aim and shoot. Jesse ta or Jesse watches with the boys along with Joey. Danny tosses the ball up in the air, and Buddy here, slash Comet, playing Comet, shoots the ball into the basket. And of course, oh yay! And I love how the twin in the teal and purple says, Comet can make a basket. And Jesse's like, hey, he, well, he got lucky. He's a lucky dog. Oh, the twin in uh, red and black and white is all like, he's better than you, Daddy. Oh, he's getting... He's getting flack from the boys. He's getting smack talk from the boys. Okay. Okay, so they hand him the ball. It's not the shiny ball. And Jesse says, I'm just going to, I'm going to show you that I can make one lousy basket. He's not throwing it high enough. It meets, like, to the right of the basket. It keeps, keeps hitting the backboard. So he tells Danny and Joey to, like, move on because they're making him nervous. Yeah, and Jesse, he, he's determined. He's like, I'm going to learn how to shoot, okay? If i got to stay here until midnight, I'm going to stay here until midnight. So they go. They take the uh, Fisher-Price basketball hook away. And Jesse's I can't be worse than a dog. So again, he hits it w way over the backboard this time. And then Comet runs out of, off of, out of the scene. And Jesse says, hey, at least I don't have fleas. Yeah, you do see someone there off screen. You see a white shoe, black jacket, black pants, and a white shirt toss him the ball. He just keeps hitting it at the backboard. 
So Jesse is now seems like he's given up because we see him sitting on the basketball with his 
hands kind of steepled underneath his chin as Kareem Abdul-Jabbard, who doesn't let it be known what his name is to Jesse, and this young boy here holding the basketball, who maybe is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son, I'm guessing? The audience shrieks! So, Kareem asks Jesse, hey, uh, mind if we use the court? And Jesse, not even looking at this guy, says, oh, no, no, not at all. And Jesse, again, still not looking at this guy, like, oh, ever uh, play any basketball before? And the guy is just surprised, like, Jesse's never heard of him. He's like, oh, yeah, a, l a little. Looking at Jesse, like, what planet are you from? <laughs> Do they not have uh, TV on that planet? <laughs> and Jesse is like, hey, let me tell you something, Pally, all right? It's not as easy as it looks. Well, nothing is if you try it for the first time. That's why you have to keep trying it. Oh my gosh, I'm giving myself advice. Ugh. Jesse says, oh, you're a tall guy, so, you know, it should come pretty natural to you. And he's like, all right, so what, uh, what shot you want me to do first? And the voice, the little boy says, three pointers. And he's like, uh, how about a sky hook? I'm not sure what a sky hook is, but we're going to find out. I love the little smile from Jesse, just Kareem, like, interacting with his son. Wow. Effortless, everybody. He just takes it, kind of palms it, and just kind of, like, gives it a nice little bat. Bam. Right in the hoop. The kid is so excited. He's jumping in now, like, yay, daddy, you did it. And then uh, Kareem picks up his son, and Jesse's like, wow, you're a really lucky guy. And... Again, Kareem kind of looks at him like, gosh, you have no idea who I am, do you? And he's like, you know, yeah, I've, uh, I've had a little practice. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Kareem sends his son off to go hang out, uh, whatever's in that little tote bag. So, Jesse says, you know, no, I mean, you're lucky because your kid looks up to you, you know? My kids were just razzing on me a moment ago that a family dog can shoot a basket better than me. And Jesse says, you know, your kid looks at you like you're a real hero. And I like how Kareem says, yeah, well, uh, I raised his allowance last week. <laughs> and Jesse says, you know, I made a complete fool out of myself with my kids today. I mean, let me tell you something, man. I am the worst player you've ever seen. And Kareem's like, oh, man, how bad can you really be? And Jesse shows him, and it is not good. He says, and to top that off, I gotta play this silly tournament. Okay, Jesse's not wearing black jeans. He's wearing, like, leather pants. I'm like, there's another thing. You are not going to get much movement between your arms and your legs. No wonder you can't shoot. Your arms and legs are restricted. They're restricting your movements. Yeah, he goes to the side of the basket and basically does an air ball over the hoop. And Kareem says, okay, you, you can be that bad. So... Kareem's going to help Jesse out. Like, hey, man, I got you. All right, look, let's start with the basics. See this, what I'm holding? It's a ball. And that there, that's the basket. And Jesse takes the ball from him and says, yeah, well, the problem with is basically just getting this ball here into that. So Jesse does it this time to demonstrate, and it goes right in. It's like, I thought you said you don't know how to play, basically. Jesse is just like, his eyes are like, what, did I just do that? Did that just happen? Because he's probably been working on that, trying at least, for hours. I thought it was going to be like 
dark out with like the lights on and everything. Yeah, because Kareem grabs him always like, are you trying to hustle me? Like, you just said you can't make a basket, and you, like, literally just made one in front of me. What game are you playing at, man? So, Jesse's like, yeah, I swear, I've never done that before. And Kareem's like, yeah, right. Shoot a layup for me. And this is where Jesse just bounce, bounce. Again, he hits the bottom of the backboard, bangs into him, and then again, he slams into the... The basketball pole, which again is still, it's covered in nice safety foam. It's probably when they were saying, hey, let's put this here, but we need to, you know, someone's gonna go right into this pole. We gotta cover it in some type of foam rubber or something, or someone's gonna sue us. <laughs> Crane's like, okay, man, sorry about that hustle crack. <laughs> I thought you were playing me for a minute. Oh yeah, he, he recounts how the ball like smacked him in the face first and then he ended up hitting that uh, basketball pole. Kareem, all this stuff you're telling him, he has no idea what you're talking about. Like, alright, let's try a foul shot. Jesse. Okay, uh, what would that be? I don't even know what that is. What is that? Is that like from the, like a free throw? I don't, Kareem, you teach me. You teach me basketball. Okay, so he is basically pointing at the foul line, which is where I guess you line up to make a free throw. This guy, he is really trying Kareem's patience. It's like, uh, and I stand, and he says, behind it. And Jesse says, and I face. And Kareem's like, the, the basket, dude, you're shooting, and oh my gosh, you are, oh. We're not getting him on that last one, Jess. He's like, oh, it's a little basketball humor. You're going with the granny throw, which is basically underhand, and he still was, like, miles away from it. It's like, try that again, but a little bit harder. So Kareem kind of figures, like, hey, man, why don't you try the shot, but from that little spot over there. Like, basically where Jesse was able to sink a shot a moment ago. Yeah, that spot is basically, as Kareem says, that's your sweet spot, man. I don't know why you can throw baskets into it. You can sink the shot from right that in that spot, but no other. But that's basically your sweet spot. You're gonna have to. If you want to win that championship game or that charity game, you're gonna. That's gonna be your go-to spot there. And Cream, he doesn't really mince words. He doesn't sugarcoat. He's like, you know, you know. I mean, you're pretty pathetic. But I mean, except when you stand right there, that's your sweet spot. Jesse smiles like I have a sweet spot, and Cream's like, apparently. <laughs> And he tells him, like, hey, man, when you play the game tomorrow, just get to your sweet spot and you'll be golden. Every time Jesse sends a basket, the audience cheers and roars.
guy, you know? I've had a little practice. <laughs> so why don't you go play now, and Dad's gonna shoot you. No, I mean, uh, you're lucky because your kid looks up to you, you know? I mean, he looks at you like you're a real hero. Yeah, well, I raised his allowance last week. Uh, I made a total fool out of myself in front of my kids today. You know, I, I tell you something, I'm the worst basketball player in the world, and to top it all off, I gotta play the silly tournament tomorrow. Oh, come on, you can't be that bad. Why don't you take a shot? sign with blue font we got the yellow team and the blue team oh jesse joey and danny are all they're the blue team jesse is wearing a backwards hat of course all right so now we go to the stands we got a lady with a camera who writes for Oh, she's a photographer from The Chronicle. Wants to get a picture of Becky because she recognizes Rebecca Donaldson from Wake Up San Francisco. And Becky's like, oh yeah, just let me uh, put on my jacket. Becky, as promised, is wearing the hideous, hideous blouse that stephanie made she's just uh uh sure let me just uh put on my jacket and stephanie's like jacket but they don't cover the blouse 
And Becky stops and looks at the hurt expression on Stephanie's face. And it doesn't take Stephanie long to kind of read Becky's reaction. Like, you hate the blouse, don't you? And Becky says, no, no, I just, I just love my jacket. And she, like, puts the jacket up to her face. And Stephanie, she's never said she hated the blouse. Where are you coming up with it? And the fact that she, Stephanie, she's using these big words like, hate the blouse, or, oh, so you love the blouse so much, she never said any, she's like putting words in Becky's mouth. She's, that's okay, Aunt Becky, you can hate the blouse. I'd be like, honey, I don't hate it, I just, it's a, a good first try, let's call it that. Oh, Michelle! Because, Michelle, what's a cat? She's like, see, now you don't have to lie anymore. I'd be like, oh, you lied to her? I mean, it was a one- Michelle, you need to know when to keep your mouth shut. That's all I gotta say about that, girl. That's why no one can tell you anything. Or any, anything that needs to be kept a secret, you make sure Michelle's out of the house. Yeah, and Becky says, Michelle, you've been so helpful through all of this. And she's being- and Becky's being heavily sarcastic. But, Stephanie says, well, I mean, at least she was honest. And... Becky doesn't, like, she apologizes to Stephanie, like, Stephanie, I'm, look, I'm sorry I lied about the blouse, okay? And Michelle says, yeah, you should have told the truth like I did. i like, Michelle, pipe it. Oh, yeah, and then, to make it worse, Michelle says, it's nasty. And I thought, I don't mean, like, nasty. I mean, nasty. <laughs> like, oh, Michelle saying, Stephanie, what were you thinking? <laughs> and Becky says, you know what I should have done? It's just focused on the good points. Seams are straight. Fabric is beautiful. There are exactly as many holes as there are buttons. That, I, I don't know. It's just, it feels like it is difficult to get on and off. Nobody lost an eye. <laughs> and Stephanie's like, and Becky, you're pushing it. Like, now you're just like fishing for things to say about it because you can't think of anything you actually want like having a real opinion yeah and becky says hey look the point is steph the blouse isn't ex not exactly my style i'm like yeah steph that you're telling me that you would go out in public wearing that blouse i'm not saying i hate the blouse i'm saying i you couldn't pay me to wear that blouse it's basically what i'm saying it's uh, sweetie it's a good first attempt. Keep it as an heirloom to give to your daughter down the road. But the point is, not that it's not her style. The point is, you did an excellent job on it. And that's really saying something. Because, I don't know. That's all I got on the subject, to be honest. I really think so, Stephanie. And I'm being honest with you. And they hug. So yes, we've wrapped up this little side plot. They both take a picture. Now, this is going to be Candace's... If this is Candace Cameron's sister, she's got to be at least five-plus years older than Candace is. Because she looks like between the age of Kirk Cameron and Candace and Kirk's mom. At first, I thought it was her mom. So I looked it up. It turns out that Kirk is a year older than Bridget is, and then Bridget is five years older than Candace. Okay. That makes that's why I kind of put her somewhere in that.
and she does call the teams to sit down for a minute and Jesse is just standing there and DJ says Jess take a seat he's like oh right uh, sorry <laughs> he ends up sitting right next to Kareem who's not there with this kid and he's like oh hey how you doing came by to cheer me on huh and Kareem says that something like that <laughs> So, DJ, I love how she just takes over this. I like how she's got a backwards hat on. She says, thank you, everyone, for coming out. Right now, I'd like to introduce you to our celebrity referee for the game. I looked it up. I got, He played for the LA Lakers. All-time leading scorer in the NBA was voted MVP six times. And is considered one of the greatest players in the history of basketball. And Jesse, you see him talking to Kareem saying, oh, yeah, you love basketball. I guess you're pretty excited about seeing this guy, huh? And Kareem's like, yeah, I've, uh, I've seen him before. And DJ says, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And there he goes. He sits, stands up and starts walking. And Jesse, that realization, like, whoa? Kareem takes his jacket off. And he's got the black and white striped referee shirt on with the whistle. And Jesse gets up and he walks over and he's like, what, you, I, uh. And Jesse can't believe it. He's like, wait, wait a minute, you're him? He's you. And Kareem says, I love how he smiles and says, hey, you gotta be somebody. And Jesse's like, oh, hi, hi, Kareem. He's like, hey. Okay, so we got Kimmy coaching the yellow team. Who, uh, I don't know, they're, what uh, kind of shorts those are, but they are really not, there's some, like, moss, limestone, I don't know what color limestone is, but, like, some moss, gray, gross, plaidish looking shorts I've ever seen. And... Kimmy says, all right, guys, now go out there and play your hearts out. Now, mind you all, remind you all now, these are adult men that she is coaching. Well, although DJ's doing the same thing, but she knows them. 
Girl, you were—you you can't talk to adults this way. She says, "And remember, win or lose, after the game we hit the hot tub." All three guys look at each other like, "I don't think so." It's like, girl, you are 17 years old. You're in high school. These are grown men. Most of them are probably married. Even if they're not, this is no, just no, Kimmy. Okay, so. We got DJ coaching Danny and Joey, who really don't need much coaching. He says, okay, the only way we're going to win is if we spread the ball around. And she says, okay, Dad, I want you to take half the shots, and I want Joey to take half the shots. And that's when Jesse realizes there really isn't, like, well, where's my half? I'm like, Uncle Jesse, just try to stay out of the way. It's basically like, what? Because they don't know he's, I mean, but then again, he only has the sweet spot area that he can actually make a basket. The rest of the time, it's just, he can't do it. Oh, no, she says, no, Uncle Jesse, you're our defensive specialist. I like how she adds in specialist. Like, basically, this role that I just assigned you was created specifically for you. For a reason. You'll be guarding their highest scorer. And Jesse asks, who's that? And DJ says, my guess is whoever you're guarding. <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't know. Yes, he, he's like, guys, you don't understand. I have a sweet spot. I'm like, yeah, great. So do we. <laughs> Joey, he says, hey, I have a stiff neck from sleeping on a Tonka truck. We all got problems. We got a game to play. All right, first one to 12 baskets is the winner. Can I have your attention, please? Just take a seat. Oh, thanks. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Anybody cheer me on, huh? Something like that, huh? Thanks for coming out for such a worthy cause. Right now, I'd like to introduce our celebrity referee for the game. He's the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, was voted most valuable player six times, and is considered one of the greatest players in the history of basketball. Oh, you love basketball. I guess you're pretty excited about seeing this guy, huh? I've seen him before. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar!
Joey scored that basket. Danny, I expect more from you. Better, in fact, because you're t much taller than Joey and Jesse. There's no reason you couldn't have made that basket. Jesse, you're supposed to be guarding a particular person, not all three. What are you doing? Danny passes it to Joey, who puts it in the basket. Good for him. Oh, wow. Yellow team's caught up, but blue team is at eight. So they're only ahead by one point. He dribbled, the yellow guy, uh, team guy dribbles it right through Jesse's legs. And his own. This guy's, like, really good at dribbling. Man, now they're tied 8-8. Eight to eight. Okay, there's only four points to the winner. He, Jesse, just because you trained with Kareem does not mean he's going to give you special treatment. So, Jesse ends up falling over because he doesn't know how to guard somebody. And great! Now it looks like the yellow team is up. I would just like, like, Jesse, man, you're out, okay? Uh, I'm sorry, but you are not helping things. Becky's grimacing. The, Nikki and Alex have their hands over their eyes. Like, I can't watch. It's bad. Jesse, get up off the ground. He is, like, hugging Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's leg. Jesse, why are you now, like, trying to keep Joey from passing the ball to Danny? Like, get out of the way. He's, like, basically, like, get out of the way. And the yellow team guy, like, basically has to physically, forcibly move Jesse out of the way. It's like the yellow team is helping because Joey scored a basket. Oh, man, it's a nail-biter. 11 to 11, guys. Well, here we go. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Jesse is guarding the same guy again, and then he puts his hand near the guy's face, takes the ball from him, and it's like, dude, that's traveling. You can't carry the ball. You have to dribble it. Yeah, Kareem blows the whistle. That's traveling. You can't do that. He doesn't know what the rolling of the arms is. It's like, basically, that's like the sign for traveling. So, DJ is just like, okay, time, just... <sighs> yeah... We, I'd be like, Jesse, what, you know what, you, we're done. You, you can sit down now. We're, we're fine with Dad and Joey. Actually, Joey sank more baskets than Danny. I think, honestly, I think he'd be fine without, yeah. Okay, so, pretty much she's just commenting, just like, you guys are playing great as she's looking at Joey and Danny. And it's like, scores 11 to 11, which, you know, they already know that, I'm sure. And she says, okay, this is what I want you to do. Dad, I want you to go to the top of the key. I don't know what that means. Joey, I want you to set a pick for Dad. And then Jesse asks, what do I do? Yeah, she basically says, and Uncle Jesse, you just stay away from everybody. Let him sit it out. They would have been fine with one less player. And he is just begging them, like, come on, guys, someone just give me the ball. I'm like, what are you guys, one of your teams is going to score. You really haven't been able to really do much help for your team. So, uh, yeah, basically Danny and Joey are carrying the blue team. Yeah, and Joey's like, Jess, last time you had the ball, you picked it up and you ran with it. And then he says, hey, because every time I bounce it, some guy takes it away. Like, you were bouncing it. You had it in the crook of your arm. That's traveling. And Danny says, yeah, you're making us want to throw it to you even more. And Jesse's like, oh, give me the ball. I know I can make the shot. I have a sweet spot, you know? It's like, enough of the sweet spot. He says, just throw me the ball and I'll make the winning basket, please. 
Yeah, I just, I want to show my kids that I am not a complete loser. Green actually kind of jumps in here with like, come on, the guy's kids are watching, give him a break. He might surprise someone. And Jesse says, thank you, Kareem. And DJ says, you know, if we give Uncle Jesse the ball, it might surprise everybody. And DJ's like, uh-oh, okay, this is for all the marbles. Oh, gosh. Jesse, please don't let us down. We've come this far with you being in the way. Yeah, they're going to set up Uncle Jesse. And he says, yes, yes. I won't let you down. I'm like, well, please don't. And I like how DJ says, good luck, Uncle Jesse. I know you can do it. And Jesse says, oh, you do, huh? And of course, DJ says, well, I'm the coach. It's my job to say that. Like, uh, lightly punches him on the shoulder. So right before um, DJ says, well, I'm the coach. It's my job to say that. Um, in the scene, with Nick, we, we see, like, the boys on the bench, and it looks like the one twin is, like, kind of, like, um, I don't know whether they're setting up with his brother or something, because he's, like, kind of, like, rubbing his shoulder or something, like, hey, are you alright? Are you okay? Okay, so, we got Kimmy's inspirational speech here. She's, okay. Okay, guys, let's go. You got Danny. And then she says, you got Joey. And then she says to the guy, and you got me on a bearskin rug. Girl! She, oh my gosh. This is so reminiscent of just one of the guys. What is it when they're putting her hand on the guy's butts? Just giving him a, a, a smack. Like, dude, girl, no. You don't do that. Hey, um, girl, you don't smack it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's butt. Because he turned around and looked at her like, excuse me, don't do that again. Yeah, because he says, okay, so this is not the first time she's done that with him. Because he says, didn't I tell you to stop that? And he's like, eh. <laughs> he just kind of looks at her like, you are a strange girl. You are a strange girl.
I tell you to stop that? basketball it's like the shot and what he does does not match up because it doesn't when he throws it it does not even look like he would have thrown it at basket level like at all and of course they do the slow-mo shot of course it's he sings it everyone is so thrilled however <laughs> the whole point he wanted to prove to Nikki and Alex that he could make a basket uh, they didn't see his winning shot because they were uh, on a potty run, according to Becky. 
they had to go. They couldn't wait. Like, we gotta go. We gotta go now. We're not wearing diapers anymore. We gotta go. Uh, <laughs> one of them had to go. Why couldn't you have left one of Stephanie and Michelle were there. They could have watched the other twin. And the, tw <laughs> the twin in the, the teal jacket says, I went number one. And then the one of the yellow says, I watched. Good for you. <laughs> and Jesse is just like, oh my, this was, why did I even do this? This was the whole point of this for, for you to see I'm not a loser. I'm like, oh, well, we saw you fall down a lot. But I mean, they and Becky's like, honey, you may be the world's worst basketball player, but your kids love you no matter what, whether you pick up a basketball again or not, which you probably shouldn't. He's like, no, 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 I want to show him. And of course, he goes to where his sweet spot is and is not making any baskets. He's like, honey, you don't have to. We believe you. Please. The boys need to go home and pass their bedtime. And that is, yeah. And even with Danny and DJ and Joey in some form congratulating them, Danny even goes so far as to say that Jesse's a hero, like you really came through for us. And, uh, <laughs> well, and the fact that even it's like, oh, this guy's in my sweet spot. And Kareem says, I can't find pants. Get over it. <laughs> it's like, if that's the only place you can shoot from, you need to really work out. We don't see him ever play basketball again. Thank goodness. But, yeah, that's that's the episode. You know, they won the, champ the, uh, the tournament, which is awesome. I don't know what they got out of it. I guess just raising money, maybe from ticket prices or something for the school or some charity that they're putting money towards. So, yep, that's the episode. Um, worst outfit? Oh, you know I'm giving it to Stephanie's outfit. Like, boo! Um, as far as for best outfit of, uh, of the episode, actually, uh, runner of worst outfit is definitely going to... Kimmy's team, because she was even wearing those moss, gray, greenish-looking, plaidish short, shorts. Uh, I would, yeah, I definitely have to see, say, uh, Nikki and Alex in, in their jackets. They just, they look so adorable. And that runner-up, it would definitely be Kareem's son in the black and white checked jacket that he was wearing. So cute. Tanner Teachable Moments is going to be everyone, honestly, when it comes to trying something new, may not be the best at it. But if it's something you really, really want to do and are passionate about, then keep going. Keep working. At it. Everything takes to hone a skill. you got to practice, practice, practice all the time. Hours, days, weeks, months, years to be able to really work at something to fine-tune it. Because nothing ever came to a person overnight. I'm just saying. Alright, so next week. Oh, um, yeah, Tanner Teachable moment for Becky and Steph. I, I, I'm really, this is like a coin toss for me. <laughs> When it comes to being honest, and it comes to, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, just be honest with me, tell you, tell me what you feel or think. I, I just gonna say, depends on the situation that you're in. Use your best judgment. 
Alright, so, here it is. The last episode of Full House before the series finale. Season 8, episode 20, Up on the Roof. Which aired March 14th, 1995. DJ wants to do an elaborate senior prank, lifts her principal's car onto the roof of the school using a crane Becky offers to teach Michelle to cook. Uh, next one here, DJ says how to perform the ultimate senior prank in an attempt to top her Uncle Jesse. She got the idea to lift Principal Robillard's car onto the school roof via a crane driven by Kimmy's boyfriend. See, this is more detailed. The prank took off without a hitch with just two small problems. It began to rain, and the car is a convertible, and the top is down. No! It's always a red car! Always Joey's car, Danny's car. Jesse's car, Mr. Robillard's car, always a red convertible. It's probably the same one. Oh, my goodness. All right, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and I will be back next week with Up on the Roof. Bye-bye, everyone.